world where medical doctors cover up your symptoms with drugs. You need a better way. Look no further. You found it. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered as medical advice. Always consult a physician when trying to get off a prescription medication. Welcome to the Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Showalter. I am certified in holistic nutrition. I am not a doctor, and these claims have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration to prevent, cure, or treat any disease. I wasn't sure what topic to do today, and I was praying before Mass, and this idea of flu shot came to my mind since fall is approaching. Can you believe it's already September? I mean, three-quarters of the year is already gone. It's unbelievable how fast time is going. And I, I used to laugh when I'd see people... Uh, saying that they got the flu, which is weird because they got the flu shot. And I see a lot less people saying that because I think people are realizing that they're being lied to. And the October issue of Archives of Pediatric and Adolescent Medicine found that vaccinating young children against the flu appeared to have zero impact on flu-related hospitalizations or doctor visits during two recent flu seasons. The flu Laval influenza vaccine says on the label that there have not been any controlled trials demonstrating the decrease in influenza after vaccination. Now isn't that nice of them to actually say on the insert that it doesn't protect them against the flu? <laughs> That's funny. A couple of years ago uh, there were numerous news outlets that were reporting that uh, the flu vaccine wasn't going to work this year. Uh, the Huffington Post said, flu vaccine doesn't protect against this season's most dominant strain. And the Seattle Times said, vaccine problems may signal rocky flu season. Uh, new evidence shows the flu mist, a seasonal shot, likely won't protect very well against this year's flu viruses. And I believe they took flu mist off the market because it was so uh, worthless. ABC News said flu vaccine may not be effective for this year's strains. And that's one of the reasons why flu vaccine in particular is not effective because the people have to predict in the future what the common strains of the virus are going to be uh, the following year. And as far as I know, nobody can predict the future. So all they know is what, what flu viruses were going around the year prior to it. And normally there's typically a push for elderly to get their, get vaccinated because of the claimed death rates from the flu. However, vaccination coverage among the elderly increased from 15% in 1980 to 65% now. Uh, but there has been no decrease in deaths from influenza or pneumonia. So basically, it's not going to protect you against pneumonia and it doesn't decrease death rates. And... 2005, a Harvard student by the name of Peter Doshi, who's now a doctor, uncovered that uh, there's actually misleading numbers among these elderly influenza deaths. And he revealed that the people who died from supposedly the flu didn't actually die from the flu. Uh, Doshi's research showed that while 61,777 people died from pneumonia, only 18 of them actually tested positive for the influenza. So basically the CDC is saying, look at all these people are dying from the flu. We have to give them flu shots 
to prevent them from getting flu and dying. Well, guess what? They didn't actually have the flu. They were dying from pneumonia. It's interesting because the CDC is a vaccine company. They're not an impartial party. The CDC owns 50 patents on vaccines and makes billions of dollars in vaccine sales a year. And the other interesting thing is, by getting the flu shot, you know, it's supposed to make you immune to flu virus, but when you get the flu shot, it immediately knocks your immune system down by half and leaves you vulnerable for weeks. And that's assuming your immune system's already at 100%, which is probably unlikely. And now what you've probably been waiting for is me to go through a list of the ingredients in the vaccines. As everybody probably knows, mercury is in there under thimerosal, and there's 25 micrograms of mercury. And that is a level that is 25,000 times higher than the EPA set to be allowed in drinking water. Now, I have to keep in mind that you're probably drinking maybe half a gallon of water per day, and uh, there's only maybe two cc's of vaccine that you're getting injected into your body. So there is a difference in volume there, but the difference is, and this is a big difference, when you're drinking water, it goes through your body's natural defense systems. So if you have selenium in your diet, selenium prevents the uptake of mercury. But if you're injecting it right into the bloodstream like a vaccine, it bypasses all those defense systems and puts it right into your cells. So typically, uh, two parts per billion of mercury is allowed in drinking water. In tuna, it's uh, around 250 parts per billion. And in vaccines, it's 51,000 parts per billion. That's nice. Other ingredients, formaldehyde, you know, that's used for embalming and things, preservatives. It's also a non-cancer-causing agent. It's in there. Aluminum, neurotoxin, that's in a lot of the vaccines are getting aluminum in there because they are are backing backing off of mercury, so they're putting aluminum in there instead. Triton X100 is a detergent. There's uh, carbolic acid, ethylene glycol. You know what that is? That's antifreeze. What the heck is antifreeze doing in a vaccine that's going into your bloodstream? You know, if dogs drink antifreeze, they'll die. Yeah, but apparently it's completely safe when you inject it right into your bloodstream, like, you know. There's also various antibiotics inside and uh, junk DNA, RNA from plants and animals and all kinds of weird other things. It's interesting. There was a mom that made a list of vaccine ingredients and didn't label this list that it was from a vaccine and posted this in social media saying that she was going to give her kid this list of ingredients and somebody responded in rage, threatening to contact CPS on her when, <laughs> when those are the ingredients that are in the vaccine. So why would it be illegal for and child abuse um, for a parent to give it to their kids? But it's the most amazing thing that uh, for doctors to inject freaking poison into the child's bloodstream. I mean, there's so many things in our culture that are so backwards. It's unbelievable. So what's some side effects that you could get if you do get a uh, flu shot? There could be vomiting, chest pains, allergic reactions in the mouth, anaphylaxis, laryngitis, colitis, muscle weakness, arthritis, dizziness, tremors, 
drowsiness, Guillain-Barre, and if you wanted to type that into a search engine, it would be pronounced Guillain-Barre syndrome. And I actually posted a video about Guillain-Barre on my Facebook page uh, maybe a couple months ago showing a beautiful young lady who looked healthy and showed the progression of of Guillain-Barre and it was utterly devastating seeing her degradate. And what, what Guillain-Barre is, is it's, um, it affects the nervous system and you lose muscle control and she eventually pulled out of it a year later but it was just utterly tragic and vaccines are a cause of, of Guillain-Barre syndrome. Uh, there's convulsions and seizures. I actually posted a video of that on Facebook as well, uh, more recent than the Guillain-Barre one, and it showed um, a bunch of schoolgirls being put into a room all convulsing with seizures after getting a vaccine. It wasn't the flu vaccine. I believe it was the Gardasil vaccine, which is utterly horrendous vaccine as well. Um, facial and cranial nerve paralysis, encephalophily, limb paralysis. Gee, that sounds fun. You get your shot and you get paralyzed. Actually, there was a case in India where in 2011, I believe it was, 45,000 people permanently paralyzed from one of Bill Gates's vaccine. Insomnia, sweating, and probably been some deaths along with that as well because there's always a chance of death from a pharmaceutical drug. And one of the reasons why I came up with this uh, idea of the flu shot was because since we're entering fall um, in the Midwest, towards the end of September, I believe, even though if you're outside in the sun, because of the angle of the sun, you're not getting the right rays of sun on your skin to produce vitamin D. And I believe that's one of the main causes of getting colds and flus typically in winter because you are vitamin D deficient. Vitamin D is really important for supporting the immune system. And this goes back to the old debate between Louis Pasteur and Claude Bernard. And you know, you know Louis Pasteur is famous for developing the pasteurization method which was killing germs and he said Pasteur was in favor that germs caused disease and Claude Bernard was saying no it's not the germ it's the terrain meaning the only reason the germ is having an effect on the body is because the body is weak and if you think about it when do most people get colds it's when you're in winter and your body is your immune system is weak partially because vitamin D is not an ample supply and apparently it's purportedly that uh, Louis Pasteur on his deathbed changed his position to Claude Bernard's position saying the microbe is nothing the terrain is everything so it's possible that Louis Pasteur even took uh, Claude Bernard's position that it was actually the body and not the germ so typically the amount of uh, vitamin D you want to be taking to support a healthy immune system would be several thousand IU international units per day. For adults, 
probably at least 5,000. You can go up to 10,000 if you want to. And Dr. Wong's been recommending vitamin D in the last year in addition to the healthy start pack or the healthy bone and joint pack for helping support additional calcium uptake. And it's not just the uptake, it's putting the calcium where you want it to be. So vitamin D is a multifunctional vitamin where it's good for your bones and it's good for your immune systems. And uh, Longevity has this interesting way of delivering vitamin D3 and it's in a spray bottle and it's a, where you spray it in your mouth. And Longevity also has uh, the capsule form of vitamin D. Uh, one thing to think about if you get a off-the-counter vitamin D supplement is oftentimes they're in a corn oil gel cap and those you have to be careful about because oils are unstable and they oxidize so you could be putting free radicals in your body by taking a vitamin D supplement in that form and in addition to vitamin D there's all the other things that I mentioned in the episode on supporting the immune system things that naturally can kill bugs like the garlic and oregano that could be in your diet already um, probiotics and colostrum and uh, colloidal silver and vitamin, high doses of vitamin C and uh, zinc and selenium all of these things support the immune system and you get most of them in the Healthy Body Start Pack so this is Brian Showalter signing out we'll see you next time to see the products mentioned in this show, head over to freedomfrompharmacy.com and look at this episode's show notes, and you can see all of the longevity products by clicking on the store tab. The Freedom From Pharmacy podcast is owned by Easy Way LLC and is under Ohio Revised Code 4759.10i.